Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I am Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. So, uh, tonight, our talk is going to take us to a specific location. A location that is referred to as the Caribbean of the Rockies. Oh, interesting. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Interesting. So, first, we need to talk about uh, something that came before that. Okay. Just to kind of expand those horizons a bit i guess i like them i like my horizons expanded so i'm game let's let's see where this goes all right so during the last ice age things were a bit different around parts of the world you know uh the ice age did quite a bit we'll just leave it at that without getting into too much of it here it's fair Um, but one one of these regions that was impacted pretty dramatically was a region that was known as Lake Bonneville. Okay. You heard anything about this? Nope. Why not? It's nope. Uh, so Lake Bonneville, sometime between 30,000 years ago and 18,000 years ago, a uh, lake began to form and fill until it took up an area of approximately 20,000 square miles and was nearly 1,000 feet deep in points. Oh, my God. This large lake uh, took up what is present-day Idaho and Utah. Great. Yeah. Jeez. So, uh, during the last Ice Age, there was a number of these large lakes out in the west. Or what the area was referred to was the Great Basin. Yes. Yes. So, however, with a uh, recession of the Ice Age and climate climates changing, the lakes, as massive as they uh, were, you know, now we just have the Great Lakes. So, as massive as they were, they dwindled away. Yes. And they took on much smaller forms. Part of, the, uh, part of Lake Bonneville still remains, and part of it is now known as the Great Salt Lake. Oh, in my head, I was guessing which lake it was. That's the one well, I was going to guess. Yeah. But the other one, uh, or another one, is Bear Lake, and it's on the border of Utah and Idaho. Okay. It's still a rather large lake at 18 miles long and 7 miles wide. Yes. And it has an average depth of nearly 100 feet. Yikes. It's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah, big lake. It is, yeah. So, just just for reference, I was like, okay, well, that's big, but like, what's what's uh, Lake Michigan? Lake Michigan is bigger than that twenty thousand square miles that Lake Bonneville once was. So, Lake Michigan still kind of beats this guy. Gotcha. But uh, yeah. So Bear Lake is somewhat unique as it has an almost crystal clear turquoise color. Hence, receiving the nickname, the Caribbean of the Rockies. I Um, get it. I get it. Yeah. Yep. So this is due to the amount of limestone that is actually suspended in the water. It gives that nice, bright reflection. And from a brief lesson in tectonic plate movements uh, that I kind of touched on, it seems as if Bear Lake has persisted for so long. Uh, it's believed to be one of the oldest lakes in the world, in the top 50, That's is incredible. what somebody 
mentions. And that's, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. So one of the reasons it's lasted so long is, um, I guess, with most with any earthquake or tectonic plate movements over there, uh, the lake kind of sinks a little bit lower, and the mountains kind of raise up a little bit higher near it. So it's kind of growing still, gotcha. in, a, in a way. Yes. Anyways, the uh, Shoshone Native American tribe were the first known inhabitants of the area. And I don't know exactly how long they were there, but this area, uh, the fossil records indicate that this was once an area that had been home to short-nosed bears, saber-toothed tigers, giant sloth, oxen, an extinct line of camels. So I guess there were American camels at some point. American camels. Yeah. So that's interesting. That is interesting. Huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just picturing the American camels right now. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't look those up, actually. I should have. I don't know why I didn't. I looked at the short-nosed bears again because they're still terrifying. It's still bad, man. What if there's <laughs> just like... What if there's still like just like seven out there somewhere? Huh. And we've just never seen they're them. huge. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I was reading on them a little bit. It says they, like, they're six foot tall when they're on all fours. <sighs> <laughs> so, you know, it'd be looking me in the eyes on all fours. I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's barely, I mean, those animals are just murder machines. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing good comes from interacting with that. That's probably why we don't have any American camels anymore. <laughs> yeah, probably. Way to go, short-nosed bears. Yeah, they just rip them in. Just, just one bear rips apart a thousand camels. Like, well, they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're done with that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> but whether or not the Shoshone existed when these creatures were around at any time, you know, uh, when the white man first get out there, uh, the Shoshone weren't warning them of short-nosed bears or anything like that. The Shoshone warned the newcomers of a monster that lived in the lake. A monster that would sometimes attack their people and carry them off in the water. Uh, they sometimes described this animal in... Away, much like a large crocodile or even a mythical dragon. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the uh, the first real account uh, documented, I guess I should say, was August 5th, 1868. The headline of the Deseret News read, Monsters of Bear Lake. Uh, this article was written by Charles C. Rich, and uh, at this point, the Mormons had been in the area for approximately five years. You know, they made their migration out there yes. from Illinois when we kind of kicked them out of Illinois. Yeah, understatement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a nice little understatement, because this, yeah, well, this is just what we do. Sometimes we got to understate things, because... I mean, otherwise, we would just... We would just cry. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, the Mormons, yeah. yeah, the Mormons left. We helped them leave Illinois. We helped them leave Illinois. We encouraged them. To yeah, leave. it was, we motivated them. That was true. We did motivate them. Like, oh my God, <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, well, why can't you that's, that's maybe a topic for another time. <laughs> just leave us alone. Why can't we just be left alone? <laughs> yeah. Because you're weird. No, I just want to, all right, well. I'm going to go get a cool lake now. Bye. Yep. The fuck? Anyway. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) this article, like I said, was written by Charles C. Rich, and he was uh, one of these Mormons that had migrated out there. And so the article reads as such. All lakes, caves, and dens have their legendary histories. Tradition loves to throw her magic wand over beautiful dells and lakes and people them with fairies, giants, and monsters of various kinds. 
Bear Lake has also its own monster tale to tell. And when I've told it, I will leave you to judge whether or no its merits are merely traditionary. The Indians say there is a monster animal that lives in the lake that has captured and carried away Indians while in the lake swimming. But they say it has not been seen by them for many years, not since the buffalo inhabited the valley. They represent it as being of the serpent kind, but having legs about 18 inches long, on which they say sometimes crawl out of the water a short distance on the shore. They also say it spurts water upwards out of its mouth. Um, So, continuing on here with this article. Since the settlement of this valley, several... Since the settlement of this valley, several persons have reported seeing a huge animal of some kind that they could not describe. But such persons have generally been alone when they saw it, and but little credence has been attached to the monster. And until this summer, the monster question had about died out. Uh, On Sunday last, which they think was July 19th, 1868. Gotcha. N.C. Davis and Alan Davis of St. Charles and Thomas Slight and J. Collings of Paris with six women were returning from Fish Haven when about midway from their latter named place to St. Charles, which is in parentheses all in today's borders of Idaho. Gotcha. uh, Their attention was suddenly attracted to a peculiar motion or wave in the water about three miles distance. The lake was not rough, only a little disturbed by light wind. Mr. Slight says he distinctly saw the edges of a very large animal, and he would suppose to not be less than 90 feet in length. So, that's pretty big. Yeah, I'm picturing it. It's a large It's a large thing, just kind of existing out there. Yeah. He said it was going south, and all agreed that it swam with a speed almost incredible to their senses. Oh, no, Mr. that's not good. <laughs> Mr. Davis says he never saw a locomotive travel faster and thinks it made a mile a minute easy. A mile a minute? Yeah, so 60 S- miles an hour? 60 miles an hour, right. Oh, he never saw a train go faster. I yep. mean, that's just, that's yep. just horrifying. Mm-hmm. In a few minutes... After the discovery of the first, a second one followed in its wake. No. But it seemed to be much smaller, appearing to Mr. Slight about the size of a horse. A larger one followed this one, and so one until four large ones in all, and six small ones had run southward out of sight. What the fuck? It's a herd? Is that what you call this? <laughs> Is that a herd? I guess. It's a flock? A pod? A pod? A pod of snake serpents? Serpent-legged creatures? Yeah. Uh, continuing on, he said about three weeks ago, which they're guessing is early July 1868, Mr. S.M. Johnson, who lives on the east side of the lake at a place called South Eden, about halfway north along the Utah side of the lake, was going to the Round Valley Settlement, six miles to the south of this place, and when about halfway there, he saw something in the lake which at the time he thought to be a drowned person. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the road being some distance from the water's edge, he rode to the bench, and as the waves were running pretty high, he thought it would soon wash into shore. The body is what he believes would wash to shore. In a few minutes, two or three feet of some kind of animal that he had never seen before were raised out of the water. Mm. The report continued, he did not see the body, only the head and what he supposed to be part of the neck. It had ears or bunches on the side of its head, nearly as large as a pint cup. Okay. Uh, The waves at times would dash over its head when it would throw water from its nose or mouth. It did not drift landward, but appeared stationary, with the exception of turning its head. Mr. Johnson thought a portion of the body must be lying on the bottom of the lake or it would have drifted with the action of the water. 
This is Mr. Johnson's version, as he told me. So, this continues. Yes. What are your thoughts so far? My thoughts so far is that there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of creatures running around. They're massive. They're going fast. They're probably looking scary. And nobody mm-hmm. knows nobody knows what's going on. And when you're at a point where we're like cuz now we're at a point in human history when like we can finally begin to compare things to machines. So like this thing is stronger than a machine. This thing is faster than a train. And then people are like, oh shit, a train? Yeah, it's a train. It's an animal. It's made of flesh and bones, assumably. Yeah. So that makes it way mm-hmm. scarier. That that ups the uh, the ante a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what a, a locomotive at this point would be moving, you know, fast, but not as fast as modern trains. Yeah, I, I don't think they'd be going. They'd be ripping at sixty miles an hour. To be honest with you, based on nothing I know about trains. <laughs> right. I'm not a locomotive expert. No. Oh, I th- oh yeah, me neither. I've ridden on them before, but, uh, you know. All right, so continuing on with this article, though. Uh, the next day, three women spotted a similar monster in the same place along the lake and said that it was very large and it swam much faster than a horse could run on land. So there you go. Another thing that people are comparing it to. Yes, the animal comparisons. Horsepower. Yeah. So these recent discoveries again revived the monster the monster question. Uh those who had seen it before brought in their claims anew and many people began to think this story was not altogether moonshine. Huh. So not just a bunch of drunk No. Yeah. Drunk talker, start, or whatever. I gotta start say I gotta start using that analogy in my day to day life. That's not yeah, a bunch of moon, it's not a bunch of moonshine, guys. Yeah, no, it's not. It's real life. Right? Yeah, um, not a bunch of moonshine. I mean, what's hullabaloo too? You could say stuff like that. Hubble, I can't even. My tongue would just fall out. <laughs> my hullabaloo. Uh, All right, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, whatever. Hubaloo. Anyways, what? Um. Uh, there were even rumors of an attempt to catch the monster here. Oh, I like where that's going. Yeah. Um, hold on. I jumped ahead of myself here. Oh, that's we'll right. Get, we'll get back to uh, the attempts to catch the monster. Wow, that, got was more... a, that was on purpose. That was a tease. I like that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> Trying to get your attention. Make sure you're paying attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, I am. Uh Uh-huh. But more sightings here. A young man, Marion Thomas, and three sons of Phineas H. Cook were fishing in a boat on the lake near Swan Creek, just north of Garden City, on the Utah and west side of the lake. When Thomas saw something, he described its head as serpent-shaped, he saw about 20 feet of its body, which was covered with hair or fur, something like a bitter and light brown. It had two flippers extending from the upper part of the body, which he compared to the blades of his oars. He was so near it that if he had a rifle, he could have shot it. Close. Uh, that This was in an August 20th, 1870 headline in a Saint or Salt Lake... Harold. These, um, these old newspapers didn't mess around. Yeah. And that article also says that one reliable gentleman saw three of them together recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, so now let's talk about the uh, the supposed attempt to catch the monster. Excellent. So the article says that it could not vouch for the absolute correctness of the story. Fair. But <laughs> even back sheep, then, even back yeah. then, like, okay, here we go. <laughs> a sheep was killed, placed on some grappling hooks, attached to a rope, and lowered near the shore onto Bear Lake. Okay, they're just trying to catch velociraptors. That's cool. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. That's fine. Uh, the report stated that some Indians watched the proceedings with evident interest. 
and after the <laughs> yeah, yeah i can Af- bet yeah like hmm what are these guys doing like oh my god what are these guys why are they even here and what are they doing with the sheep yeah they're trying uh, to catch the monster oh that monster okay let's see what they yeah. do after the bait that the monster was expected to bite down was thrown into the, into the unsalted deep and the ambitious ambitious fishers had departed the aboriginal individuals hauled in the line denuded the hooks of the mutton and they just took the sheep i guess so i don't know <laughs> so they're just like well we're going to use this now yeah so sightings continued all through the 18 the late 1800s and i'm just going to keep uh Renew things that were printed uh, in local newspapers. Please, please do this. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite things. The Utah Journal newspaper on May 11th, 1883, defined the Bear Lake Valley as the home of the monster. It's, this story said that quite a number of people really believe there is a large being living there. Good. The, then it tells of a fisherman's account from years earlier when he had a wagon full of fish on the shore. They spotted something large moving towards the shore at terrific speed. One of the men shot at it. It disappeared, and then a few minutes later floated motionless to the surface. They paddled out in it, out to it in a boat and found it to be nothing more than half a grown beaver. Okay. Uh, Yet so curiously did it reflect itself on the water that it really appeared to be from 50 to 100 feet long. All right, guys. Know how to use use your eyeballs. Come on. Yeah. Come come on, on, guys. I mean, I don't understand how you see like a a small beaver and you're like, "Eh, it looked like 50 to 100 feet from where I was. You know what years? You know what year was these? These are the late 1800s, you said? It was 1883. Yeah, this guy just didn't... He just didn't have the money to buy fucking glasses. He can't can't see shit. And he looks at the water, and it looks... I mean, all the dark shapes in the water. You know, it looks crazy. He's like, oh, I think it's 200 feet long. Oh, it's just a beaver. It's like, Cletus, you need glasses, man. Yeah. What is your problem? (laughs) Yeah. How did you hit it? (laughs) Yeah. What? Well... But good, yeah. Well, did he, he shot it? Is that what you said he shot it, or did I miss that part? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he shot it. Yeah, so he's just he's just re- wow, squinting real good. All right, this is enough. <laughs> that was a hundred feet yeah. long. You maniac! I mean, come on. I mean, I've looked at rivers and stuff with things that like I've never thought. I've seen some crazy reflections in my day, and I'm not I'm not like a outdoorsman all the time. So I mean, I don't. You think these people would be I mean, more, you can tell the difference to, between yeah. like a two foot long beaver and a uh, like hundred foot long sea serpent, though. <laughs> God, I would hope Maybe. so. I would hope so. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. You never know until you put in that situation. I guess. Th- think about the think about the uh, the reverse of that though, real quick. It's like, guys, I just saw like this two foot beaver. Oh my God, it's a sea serpent! That would be insane. <laughs> I got yeah. confused. Oh my God. It's 120 yeah. feet long. Well, like, how did you think that was a beaver? <laughs> I, oh, my contacts fell out. Sorry, guys. Didn't notice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so continuing on here, the another article, uh, September. So now we're into the 1900s here. Okay. Uh, September 18th, 1907, a headline in the Logan Republican read, The Bear Lake Monster, a combination of dragon, bear, and fish, measuring 20 feet in length and possessing the roar of a lion, is again agitating the people over the mountains. Um, and then there was a follow-up story to this on September 21st. Uh the headline Quill Nebecker sees monster. Akila Akia 
Akilah C. Nebecker has a was a VIP witness. He had not only served as president of the Senate of Utah, but as acting governor of the state for a brief time. Oh, exciting. Highlights of Nebecker's lengthy report are the monster came to the Nebecker ranch, overturned the pig pen, devoured eight of my finest shoats, and on the return trip to the lake ate a stack of of hay, a small stack, and terribly lacerated two of my finest milkers. Oh my god, not his milkers. <laughs> yeah. No. It then quick it then quickly consumed eight of Nebecker's pigs and then swallowed a dozen bales of barbed wire standing near his barn. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I <laughs> I don't know where to start with that. Okay, well, let me tell you something here. Please. This is my favorite, favorite sighting. Okay. So I'm going to continue on here. Yes, please. So if you thought that was something, get ready here. Okay. So after it ate bales of barbed wire and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Nebecker says, I noticed my large graphophone standing on the table ready for use. An inspiration struck me. I called to my mind the value of music in taming the snakes and wild animals of the forest, and I decided to try it. Okay. Hastily winding up the machine, I opened wide the front door, squarely in the face of the approaching monster, and turned loose my music. As it happened, the record on the machine was that incomparable tune, Home Sweet Home. And as its strains floated out on the midnight air, I noticed that the monster had halted, then stopped, his head being low. A reminiscent smile played over his features, and as the chorus was ready, we were surprised to see the monster's tail switch round towards his neck. As we watched, we noted a stringed instrument, something like a lyre, at the end of the animal's tail, and as Home Sweet Home continued, that monster didn't do a thing but utilizes several hands or feet in playing an accompaniment to that grand old tune. As I moved to... Oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Go please. ahead. No, 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 no. It's a... No, I don't want to... There's still more. I don't want to interrupt. As I moved to his side, the monster seemed to welcome me as a friend of oh other days, and before him, home sweet home... Oh, my God. And before home sweet home was ended, the animal's head rested on my shoulder... And we were mingling out tears together. Great streams of tears poured from his eyes. And finally they thro- they flowed so copiously that the monster floated away in them. Thoughts of his subterraneous home were too much for him. And though he seemed loth to go, we waved us a sad farewell and disappeared from sight. A point of particular interest here is that the monster passed the barn... It left my barbed wire stacked up nicely, and on top of the pile left that lyre on which it had played that accompaniment. Imagine my surprise at discovering that stringed instrument to be a portion of a bale of what wire and a part of my pig pen worked up into the most approved form. Now, boys, this is is the straight of that Bear Lake monster story, so don't call him a monster any longer, for he is truly wondrously human. What the? I mean, I don't even know why. I mean, I'm later after after tonight. I'm, I mean, I got an episode to record tonight. I need to just throw it out. I don't know if we can talk about anything else again. <laughs> what is this? What is going on? What? Oh, and we became friends. So he didn't eat my barbed wire. Oh, but he made a cool instrument out of it. And then we hang, <laughs> we became bros and he hung out on my shoulders. What's going on? Home sweet home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that. Uh... I, what? I mean, man, man, people just wanted to have so much fun. God, I wish that was so true. I wish that actually happened. <laughs> God, that's incredible. This, this man jamming, jamming tunes with a a sea monster, or well, he's, he's like this thing's crying been... on each other's shoulders to home sweet home. God, I mean, that's a that's a twenty two page comic book right there. It's got a beginning, middle, and end. He tames yeah, the beast. Even... They become friends. I don't even know what home sweet home is, but I just you know being. 
in my modern times, I just Please. imagine them playing home sweet Alabama. Me too. Or sweet home Alabama, I mean. Like. Yeah, exactly. Unless, like, because we had the same thought process. I'm like, yeah. that's an, probably an old, what is that old time between sound like? I don't know. So I'm going to go with that one. And now it got <laughs> way cooler. And now they're singing yep. that together. No wonder why they're crying. It's, they're mm-hmm. feeling emotional. And I mean, and the fact that he just decides this thing has ate all these animals. It's tore apart all these people's farms. You know what? What if I bust open my fucking door and play him a tune? Let's see if that works. Yeah. And it did. And it did. And then they became friends. And they're old souls. He knew him in a previous life, maybe. What the fuck? Yeah, so uh, God, that I one seems that a little little far-fetched to me. I mean, what? Um, But, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't I guess, know for sure it didn't happen. Isn't that the truth? You don't know the snake didn't play him a song. Right. And, unfortunately, it later came out that... Uh, those articles written by Rich that I first read. Yes. He he claimed they were a wonderful first class lie that what, what he had sh- created in order to try and increase travelers to the area. What a shocker. That stuns me this, just as much as a snake playing an instrument. Yeah. I so. can't be- I can't believe that he, this would have been a lie. Well, so he he says he made that up, but that doesn't account for the Native American legends before that. And right. it doesn't explain all the sightings that continue to this day. It's true. That's true. People are claiming to see... The, people still claim to see it. Um, there's sightings all the way through the last few decades and years. and People claim to see it. Um, at one point... So, similar to how Rhinelander has adopted the Hodag, yes. it seems like uh, Bear Lake has kind of adopted the Bear Lake monster as Good. part of its culture. Yes. And at one point, there it's a big tourist area now, from what I can tell. And I guess at one point, I don't know if it's still active, but they had a big tourist boat like that you would pay to get a tour of the lake on, and it was oh. shaped like a sea monster. Hell yes. It w- looks awesome. It's Hell yes. a giant green boat with a big, long, like, 20-foot neck and, like, a tail. It's a huge boat. I think they said it was, like, an 80,000-ton boat. Oh, my God. Or some 80,000-pound boat, maybe. I don't know. Boats are heavy, I guess. But boats big boat. Are, big boat. Boats are heavy. Then that would be incredible. But if they used yeah. to, it doesn't happen anymore? They doesn't... I'm not sure. I didn't, like, try to book one or anything. Understandable, but I mean, if I ever make it out there, well, I think this, yeah, this is our reason to go out there. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, so like, even though that one guy admitted it was a hoax or that he made it up, things are still happening. But yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, if if anything, he just added to it, like you know, something that's true, but then he just piles on his nonsense and then it just adds to the story because if there's something there he just basically amplified it is all I'm trying to get like he you know drew more attention to it or like if there's some legend now it's, right. it's rooted it, in fact or you know you know fact I mean it was a know? legend before that so right even though he may have not have seen it or made those sightings up it was published and like it was the first time it had been published really so even though he didn't see it, people were seeing something. So some interesting things to consider here with Bear Lake, though. Um, Bear Lake has a very high number of endemic species, okay. uh, which is species of wildlife that are found in no other location in the world other than Bear Lake. What? Mm-hmm. So many of these endemic species are now extinct, Uh but some still are known to remain. There is the Bear Lake strain of the Bonneville cutthroat trout, the Bonneville cisco, the Bonneville whitefish, the Bear Lake whitefish, and the Bear Lake sculpin. 
The only place they can be found in the world is in this lake. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's interesting. Like, you know, uh, God, I can't think of any endemic species now. But they're it's pretty rare, like when you find something well, yeah, like Yeah, it's like just I mean all of Australia basically. Right. Like a lot of or those like, things. I think Madagascar is pretty unique yes. where they have But they're an island. So a lot of these are they're Yeah. They're fish, so but, yeah, but know. I guess I guess yeah, a lake if a lake is kind of the opposite of that because like I mean, well, I don't know what water streams connects into this lake, if any. I don't know about that. But I mean, well, like there if... was the Bear River, uh, okay. which they think when it disconnected from the lake is when a lot of these species died out. Okay. Makes and that's sense. why some of these are still found in the lake, but a lot of the other ones went extinct. That makes sense. But it's just sense. weird because that Lake Bonneville, like so many other lakes kind of sprouted out of it when it shrunk away. Right. Um, so that's something to keep in mind kind of when we're talking about weird stuff in this one lake oh another thing is all all this basically happened before that Loch Ness monster photo that kind of broke out like you know like I think that was 1930 something so like this is more ahead of its time yeah, like, is, there weren't this, stories of like a monster in Loch Ness, and that's where all these people got it from. Right, that story was around um, back then, but you know, it's less less likely to have traveled all the way from Scotland to Utah in yeah, the mid eighteen hundreds. Yeah, not too many people are in Utah talking about the Loch Ness monster. I can't imagine that being the case. I don't think so. Again, I wasn't there, True. but. <laughs> Right. So there's also some strange sightings uh, around this area that most people, not I shouldn't say most people have seen, but there's been sightings of elk uh, moving through the water, like swimming long distances. Oh, so shit. reported on October 24th, 1976, a small group of elk, cows, and calves were boxed in near Bear Lake with their escape blocked by the highway. They then took off in the water swimming 6.5 to 7 miles across the lake in three and a half hours. That is a long swim. Yes, it is. Um, Especially for... I mean, I know they can swim, but... I don't know how good a swimmer is there, so... A six and a half to seven mile swim. Uh, the next afternoon, though, the they saw the elk swim back across the lake, though a cow and a calf were missing, presumably drowned. So, I mean, that would look weird moving through the water. Like if you were like on the shore and there's six, what did I say, six? I think so. Elk? Well, yes. whatever. However many. A group of elk uh, swimming across that would definitely give you different views on the water that you're used to. You would see some weird shapes, probably. It would be moving strangely. Oh yeah, I mean that. Yeah, six together in a line, or even just in a mass, that could look like some kind of beast. I can see that. Yeah. So, part of the, their thoughts on this is maybe this happened more often than people were like giving it credit for like maybe they were maybe elk were constantly trying to swim across this thing i don't know why they would but right that's a thought process that people are seeing that however if you go back in the fossil record there is plesiosaur found in the area here hell yeah brachochenius is a type of plesiosaur that they found fossil records of in the area. Um, so, you know, with those endemic species, like, things are surviving here. Is it possible that a plesiosaur from 
years and years and years before somehow, you know, survived lake hopping. I hope so. Because if you go back to those descriptions, um, where was that? It sounds like they're describing a plesiosaur. Um, how it like would get up on the beach and move it, look its, look around with its head, but it didn't like walk inland or anything. They just said it would get up on the beach. Yeah, he just sunned himself. Yeah, which you know could be because um, there's other animals like they've seen orcas like come up on the beach to grab seals and stuff and they kind of do a weird shuffle yes. back into the water where they can swim off so it's not unprecedented that big creatures come up out of the water and these uh these plesiosaurs when you look at them they are supposedly be about 20 feet long and they're short-necked so they got kind of like alligator-ish heads like that shape yes so they could be they could be seen serpent-like or you know fish-like yeah they kind of cover all your bases really depending on how how what angle you see them at yeah yeah and there's also if you go back in the fossil record there's some like prehistoric gators or crocodiles of some sort yes uh too so i don't know maybe something did survive or maybe it's just a different a different type of uh you know one of these endemic species i don't know but sightings still continue most of the more modern sightings tend to be uh at nighttime which is uh my thoughts on this, I'll run them by you. You let me know what you think. We'll do. To say this thing is in the lake and it's been living there forever. Um, there's a, It's a very tourist area now. Like There's boats out on the water. And most of the sightings now are at nighttime by people that actually don't know about like the lake monster or they claim they don't know about it. And my thoughts are maybe it if this thing is in there, all the boats on the water now, and when it goes, when it becomes nighttime, it's become more of a nocturnal animal. It's been hiding, so like the activity during the day of everything racing about, it's kind of forced it to become nocturnal, and that's yeah. why people are seeing it at night. Maybe I don't know. I can see that. That would make well, because yeah, every, all the noise during the day would scare him away if he exists. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. The alternative is. Cause I that's that's the that's the path, that's the road I want to go down, is that he's a nocturnal creature. I'm also afraid of tourists not knowing quite what they're looking at. But I mean, if they see something, you think they'd be able to describe it. So that's the counter to my counter. You know what I mean? Like, people mm. should know what things look like. I would hope. You know what I mean? I would hope. Like if you know a beaver from a hundred foot sea serpent. Right. I mean. Right. I mean. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Of course, maybe that guy was, maybe it was the sea serpent was snacking on that and the shot just scared it off. Mm. Let that, that beaver just kind of floated up. Uh, You found, you found the out. You fixed it. I like that. Yeah, there I go. Fixed it. You You fixed it. That guy doesn't need glasses. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's the uh, Bear Lake monster. Yes. Good. And you can look up pictures of it, too. And, I mean, you could even compare it to, like, a Mosasaur, you know, which is oh, why if yeah. you look at this Plesiosaur, here, I'll send you the link to the ple- the Plesiosaur that is from the area, and you can take a peek for yourself. Please. Barcatunius? Yeah, something like that. If you scroll down a little bit, there's a picture of it. Like a artist rendering oh yeah he's a, yeah he's in that family yeah hell yeah he is mm-hmm what a what a wild type of creature yeah so i mean the plesiosaurs they sometimes they're the ones that have those real long necks you know 
Yes. So there may be more in the fossil record in the area, but that's the one that I found that was definitely in the area. Was that short neck one, but it's still similar enough that it could, you know, fit right in there. Absolutely. Yeah, he's he wants to he's having fun in his drawing, chomping on this creature. Yep. Nice. Yeah, so I'd like to get out there, check out yeah. a sea monster. Yes, or me lake, too. Lake monster. I keep saying yes. sea monster, but you know what I mean. I mean, come on, right? I mean, it was the sea at one point. It was all the sea, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wasn't sure. it? Sure. I mean, yes. Definitely. Wasn't it all water almost at one point? Yeah, I mean, if you look at what I was talking about, that Lake Bonneville and everything, I mean, if we had that many lakes that were like the size of Great Lakes, so much of the U.S. used to be underwater. Right. So much. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I don't. I didn't go far enough back into like prehistoric times, like Jurassic or Triassic period or anything like that. Like, I don't know what the, what it was looking like over there, but you know, that's where they find a lot of dinosaurs or Montana, Utah, yeah, out West. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it was just, most of it was just a swamp or a lake. There was a lot of that shit. There was a lot Mm -hmm. of it. Mm hmm. What a wild time. Yeah, so that's the uh, Bear Lake Monster. Beautiful. Yeah, I would love to go out there and enjoy. I mean, if they still got the giant boat, that'd be. Cool. I mean, U- Utah looks awesome too. I've never been to Utah, but like me neither. The Rockies out there just look. I mean, the Rockies are incredible as it is, but they look awesome there too. Yeah, just going out west needs to happen. Yep, it's been a while since I've been out west. Due for a another trip out there. Yeah, when I went out. When I've went out west, I've just skipped the west and gone straight to, like, California. So, the in-between. Those flyover states were flown over by me. Yeah, last time I was out there, I was in the Grand Tetons. Nice. So, I was in the, I was in the, the mountains hiking them, but uh, it's been a while. I need to get back out there. I agree. Yes. Watch out for those short-nosed bears, though. Huh. Man, I just need to do an episode on short-nosed bears. Yeah, I think we will. I think we're going to. And just like, hey, this is how scary this is. And then we could tell this is what this thing ate. Or you start off the episode. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) You you start off the episode by talking about all these things that existed. And like, man, these things are fucking impressive. And like, yeah, this thing killed them all. Like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for food. Maybe that's what people see as. Bigfoot. No, because they would kill him. It yeah, wouldn't just, just run away. <laughs> but I mean, has has the short faced bear become domesticated? No, you can't. Maybe it's the mounts of big feet. Big feet ride on short faced bears. That would be terrifying. Uh, Holy shit! Cr- well, that's <laughs> well. If that if if they come out of the woods in 2020, I would not be surprised. Like, oh my God! No, the the Bigfoot's running the short faced bears. <laughs> the Bigfoot revolt. They want the cities yeah. back. What? Then followed by the next ice age at the end of the year. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Then really yeah, bring then, it home. And then everything. Yeah. Then we start getting mastodons again. Elephants I'm just okay with that. become mastodons. It just happens. Yeah. Well. That that's fun. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah, well, well Got I guess that if to look forward to. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I guess if anybody has any short faced bear stories they want to tell us, they can email us at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail dot com or yeah, all the so, all the oh, bear lake monsters. Yeah, I would like some bear lake monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, it's the Anything. bear-like monster, you, but... I've seen any of the things that we've talked about. <laughs> just reach out. If you are any of the things we've talked about. Yeah, if you are currently a Bigfoot riding your short-faced bear into work or something, and you're listening to our podcast... <laughs> into work! You're pl- planning a revolt later this year. 
Uh, let us know. We won't tell anybody until you know your plans come to fruition. So God, he's got a smartphone in one hand, a briefcase in the other. He's wearing a tie. <laughs> I'm gonna be late. Sh- <laughs> Where's he going? <laughs> he gets Cut to the office. Traffic. Yeah, sorry, I, sorry, I was late, boss. My short face buried two bicyclists. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, only that's, only two. That's covered under my insurance, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, my short-faced bear insurance. <laughs> he's he's going to kill a few people every week. I mean, come on. Yeah. What do you expect? Hmm. But yeah. Yeah, okay. all this whole, yeah, I mean, right? This <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. That's a lot to process. But yeah. Any of those things contact us anywhere and follow us on the Patreon. We can get some bonus content. We discuss things. The mics stay on as we keep talking after the episode. So jack into behind the veil. Talk about more yep. sea Check monsters. Or maybe maybe there'll be maybe we'll talk about a plesiosaur who's being ridden by a short faced bear who's being ridden by a Bigfoot. Cool. It's an aquatic that's that's like an aircraft carrier shit right there. Yep. Alright, well Terrifying too. Very terrifying. Yeah, horrifying. This Well, Again, I'm just being terrified of short-faced bears. It's not what we talked about, but it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Yeah, right? All right, guys. Yeah, all right. Well, everybody stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs>